Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today. One of the best dunkers on the planet, the one-foot god, Jordan Sutherland, joins the boys, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one... We're back. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Five Maybe it's the charity stripe. Hit your free throws, cause they're free. So 323 coming hot at you guys, and so 322. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossing the Rock Tosopolis, Nikki Snacks Kreider, and the one foot god himself, Jordan Sutherland, for an awesome episode of talking about dunking 2K and a whole lot more. Before we get into the show, we have a great sponsor who's been with us for the longest of times and will maybe be with us to the end of times. Who's that, Toss? It's, uh, you guessed it, Bet Online. You know, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The Masters is this weekend. Mm. Um, play started today. You're today? probably watching yeah. it currently. Josh, uh, his, his boy, John Rahm, is a contender, <laughs> and he needs, him, he, he needs him to perform. We've got Morikawa in his, uh, his first Masters, right, mm-hmm. Colin? We'll see how he fares. Um, so a, a lot of exciting golf this weekend, and the only place to bet on that golf on the Masters is at betonline.ag. So head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device um, to sign up today and receive 50% off on your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Excellent. And before we get into the basketball talk, I think it's safe to say, I don't know about you, that I officially know more about golf than I do hockey. Do you? Yeah, I know nothing about. It. I really know nothing about hockey. Well, at least I know two out of ten about golf at this point. Two out of ten. I, if it were a golf score, that'd be pretty good. Pretty solid. Pretty <laughs> solid. Below par. The um, lower the score, the better. Yeah. Speaking of low scores, no low scores here on this show. High scores only. We're giving out fifties, thirties, hundies, whatever the dunk contest is out. Really awesome show. Pump for you guys to hear it. Without further ado, the one foot god, Jordan Sutherland joins the charity stripe all right guys you heard it in our introduction we have the one foot god jordan sutherland joining the boys he does the 2k dunk animations he's got to be one of the best dunkers on the planet i typed his name in instagram 
and just the yam emoji came up. This dude can dunk from anywhere. Jordan, how you doing today, brother? Yo, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. A little tired, a little jet lag, but I'm great, man. Yeah, you're in India right now, right? Yeah, I'm in Indianapolis right now. Nice, man. Are you going to get to go to any of the games? Uh, I have no idea. We don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, I want to see Gonzaga play in person because they've been going crazy. I would love to see that. Dude, they might be the we've and been UCLA saying. UCLA too. Yeah, they've been UCLA. First of all, that kid Juzang, everyone's like slept on him, and but he was such a top recruit coming out of Kentucky, and I feel like he kind of got put to the wayside. And honestly, it's such a huge thing for that program because it's kind of like the Knicks almost. You want like UCLA basketball to be back, like you want the Knicks basketball to like be back. Not that we all love the Knicks, but it's just so different in the NBA when the Garden's rocking. It's the history, you know. Yeah, it's the history behind it. Like everybody wants, especially like nobody wants. Even even if you hate Duke, you don't want to see Duke be trash. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to see North Carolina be trash. Like you want to see them be good. So when y'all play as rivals or whatever the case may be, like it's a good show every time. Like nobody wants to see the top level teams be cheeks. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> right. <laughs> it was weird without Duke and Kentucky in the tourney this year. Like it felt, it felt weird. I mean, it opened things up for other teams, which is cool. But it's always a weird feeling. But you know, for someone who doesn't make, who doesn't pay attention a lot to college basketball. Then to make their bracket, they're like, where's Duke? Where's Kentucky? Like, what am I doing? Who do I pick? It's kind of crazy. But I think the Knicks are on the way there. Yeah. What they're, you- get, they're getting there. What NBA teams do you pull for? I root for Russell Westbrook. All right. Dude. Wherever Russell goes, I'm rocking with Russ. I guess I'm a Washington Wizard fans right now. It's Russ. Hey, He's been going like, off lately. Together, my man actually has my team in his background because I was like, I'm super dishonest. Like, I was like Sean Kemp, Gary Payton out and then like when Russell and KD came and it was came to Oklahoma City I was like I don't care and then I just follow Russ yeah is, is Kemp the is he the best in-game dunk I mean VC obviously is has got to be put in that list who's your who's your favorite in-game dunker in NBA history man Sean Kemp was disgusting like Sean Kemp did did windmills on people and then pointed at them <laughs> Blake Griffin was disrespectful like, like if people re- like people who really know Young Blake and how disrespectful Young Blake was, he was very disrespectful. As far as like style, like who did the most like ton of like fast break trick dunks with the crazy stuff? It gotta be Vince. Like it has to be Vince. Like nobody was doing drop step three sixties in traffic. Nobody was trying to do windmills every other play. Nobody was doing reverse pumps in traffic like that, like the way Vince was doing it and making it look so effortless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, your your boy, uh, your boy Russ caught a body this weekend. Yeah, everybody or this week. Oh, Russ, Russ is Russ is, is washed. Stop down. Get none of that. It was injury. I don't. They're under, older. Stop I don't understand. Longer to recover. It. Stephen A. Smith came out and. Uh, Russ's wife absolutely roasted him on his Instagram. I don't know if you saw that. Stephen A. is like, I don't care that he put up a 35 and 21 assist triple double game. Like, how could you not just sit there as a basketball fan and appreciate that? It's wild. It's just wild to me. It's it's ridiculous. He's about to average a triple double again. Again, like no one had done it. The Big O did it, and no one had done it. And the first time he did it, everyone's like, okay, this is incredible. And then everyone just kind of got used to it. And like de- depreciated what he's been accomplishing. It's just just some, some. He already has the most triple doubles in Washington 
in uh, franchise history. And that's he's only playing for like thirty something games. And that's not crazy. Like that's not people. Like I would like I went crazy. I'm like, yo, that's wild. Yeah, that's wild. That hasn't even been a full season. Like that's crazy. And he hasn't played the full season. No, he's missed games. Some, uh, some so like that's that's crazy. Some like, quick math. The, the rush flander has to stop. Thirty and twenty. He's scoring 30 points at the minimum if every one of those assists is a two. That's 40 points. That means he's accounting for at least 70 points. One guy. You're going to tell me that's not impressive? Like, that's – you got you to score points to win a basketball game. Like, what are, what, are we, what are we talking about? That's unbelievable. They barely won that game, too. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. Do you think they have a chance to, to jump into the 10 spot and make some noise? Wizards should have, they just didn't acquire the right, like, young pieces or veteran pieces to, like, help Bradley, Bill, and Russ. Like, yeah. it was so much they could have did in free agency. Like, in those those teams, it just never seems like they make a big move in free agency, like, time or trade deadline. They never just get over that hump like they're supposed to. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about Chicago. At least they kind of went for it with Vooch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got you make that move. Honestly, because and Chicago realized they had to make Zach Levine happier. He wanted to be out of there. Like, yeah. they, knew, they knew what was going on. Like, you got to try to get him somebody or, yeah, he's going to leave on his own. Like, he's going to leave on his own accord because he knows the type of the potential player he is right now. Mm-hmm. Talk about dunks. Zach Levine throws down. He gets up. Yo, Zach Levine. Like, it's so funny because like, we, we jump like, similar. Like, we both jump off one foot. And we both do the same dunk, so it's like always like that's always like my number one comparison. Like, yo, you jump like Zach, or Zach dunks like you, or Zach. That's like the number one guy. It's always gonna go back to like right now. Mm-hmm. Can you break that down for us? Because it's we we're doing some research on you. It's like one foot, two foot, and obviously, you know, you to layman's terms, jumping off one foot, jumping off two foot, break it down like that, but. Is there in the community like a group of two foot dunkers and then there's the group of one foot dunkers? Like, what's like the dunking community like? Uh, it's not too many one foot dunkers. Let me just say that much. Like, it's not a lot of us. Like, most people jump off two foot, like, because of Vertimax and just, like squatting and jump squats and like just the way they're taught to jump. Mm-hmm. They jump off two feet. I, me, like, I was t- uh, taught like by my dad to dunk was like how do you do a layup like if you do a right hand layup you go off your left foot so i was like all right i want to dunk with my right hand that's my strong hand so i got to jump off my left foot and i just kept doing finger rolls over the front of the rim until one day i could turn my hand over and dunk it and that's that's how i learned how to dunk so that's why i'm a one foot jumper but most people are two foot and in the dunk game it's like everybody can like pretty much like dunk off of one or two foot it's just like a few elite people that can like do like some high level stuff off both of them like maybe like for me i can do between the legs off two foot i can do 360 windmills and stuff like that even though i'm a one foot jumper just because i'm an athletic freak so it's like like it's just rare let me ask you this we talk to a lot of athletes about time how does time move for you when you're up in the air does it slow down a little bit? Do you kind of get into a flow state or is it over like that? Like we see it. It depends on the moment. Like some moments I jump and I really feel like I'm floating. Like in some moments I've literally looked down in the rim. Like it's crazy to say, but I've literally had my head so high I could look through the net. And those moments I feel like I, I don't, I'll never land. And then when I land, I'm like, oh, 
<laughs> Back to reality. Man. There goes gravity. Yeah, but... How did it go from, okay, I can dunk to, okay, I'm disgusting at dunking to, okay, I can do this for a living? Uh, I've been dunking since I was 13. Like, I got my first dunk at 13. I was like five, six, but I've always had like, it's like an almost eight foot wingspan. So, wow. like, my arms have always been just extremely long. Like, when I was that size, my hands were down on my knees when I used to walk. So, I just always had long arms. And then Six. I got my senior year from doing high jump training and stuff. I ended up doing my first windmill and my first between the legs my senior year of high school. And after that, I was like, oh, man, that's cool. And I went to um, my, I went to a Sprite dunk contest in New York, and I saw some other guys, some uh, legends, a guy by the name of Warren, a guy by the name of Guy Dupuy, and they were one for the guys, and they were doing between the legs over cars and stuff like that, over six people. And I was like, I wonder if I can do that. So I went home and tried it. And at that point, I was like, oh, no, I can I can do everything they can do and even more. So I just at that point, I just started pushing the envelope of what I could do. Like, I, I wasn't as afraid to try any dunk. Even to this day, I'm not afraid to try anything. That's why I feel like I have so many dunks that I've done and, and people have seen because it's just like – it, like I go to the gym and somebody be like, yo, do double between the legs or just try it. I'd be like, okay, like I'll just try it just because I feel like I can do any dunk. Mm -hmm. Hope you're loving the show. Real quick break from the action. Got to remind you guys about one of my personal favorite sponsors of all time. I am eating this stuff like air. It's really fantastic. Toss, tell them a bit about our boys and girls over at Sunday Scaries. Sunday Scaries, the CBD company. Josh is a fan. Um, you know, they were gracious enough to give us a, a package of supplies we tested it out we liked it we went back and got some sour got gummies more, yeah. some regular gummies we love sunday scaries and uh you know there's no risk to buy a company offers a 100 percent lifetime money back guarantee the product's not for you that's okay you'll get your money back sunday scaries in the stress relieving business not the stress causing business and we've got 25 percent off to prove it so visit sundayscaries.com use our promo code stripe for your discount that's that's promo code stripe for 25 percent off at sunday scaries dot com they're effing amazing and you won't regret joining their squad <laughs> now let's get back to our squad and jordan's up where where would most fear come from in an instance injury or just like fear of not being able to do it um i think fear like when i jumped over a car for the first time i just <laughs> i had never practiced it i had never tried to do it it was just i brought out a car and i was like I'm going to jump over it on national TV in front of Shaquille O'Neal and all these people. So it's just like, like you just got to be fearless. Like you got to understand that if you do have fear, that's how you actually end up getting hurt. Cause you end up trying to like do, you end up trying to like do it too perfect. So you, so you don't get hurt and then you end up hurting yourself. That's how it always goes. So I just go in fearless. Of course, like I'm, I'm safe. Like I know where to like step and do all these things on the court. Like it's definitely a science to dunk in to where we know where we got to jump from. If it's certain events or certain venues, and it might not be a regular basketball court setting where it might be a half court or a quarter court. You like you got to figure out your, your steps and everything. So it's definitely a science that goes into it. Do you have people helping you break down like game film then? That's just me just going back, watching my dunks, watching old contests and seeing where I fell at or where I slipped at or maybe if I jumped from this spot, like maybe if I back rimmed it. It's like a guy watching his shot. 
if, if Steph Curry watches his shot and he sees if he moves his hand this far, then the ball goes to the left some more. It's like that for me. But dunk, if I notice if I jump a step in from the block instead of outside of it, I won't back rimming that dunk. I'll just make it flush it through. So it's like it's little stuff like that. You just go back and watch. And and just like I mean, you started what? You started competing when you were twenty around twenty one? Is that is that about around right? Around twenty. Twenty. Around twenty. And now and now you're twenty seven, right? Yes, sir. So how has just like health taking care of your body, like how has that become something for you? Just because dunking, like, yeah, I mean, I, when we're 18, I mean, I couldn't do it, but like the guys on my team that could dunk, right. They come into the, they, they'd be cold. They'd grab the ball, one dribble, they put it down. Right. But now, I mean, we're all 26. We get it. It's a little bit, it's not, it's not too bad waking up in the morning, but it's different than when we were 22. So how has that changed yeah. for you and just preparing your body for, for dunks and contests and whatnot? Um, a lot of stretching. I stretch like six times a day. That's first off. I do a lot of stretching, a lot of yoga. Just like my body's always loose and always ready. Um, a lot of icing. Uh, just got like, like right having the right diet, drink a lot of water. Just doing all the stuff that we could have been doing as kids and just like ignoring it like, like everybody told you drink water all the time. You're like, yo, I drink water when I'm like outside playing. Right. Like you're not just drinking right. water when you were just chilling in the house and stuff like that. But it's just just little things that like you you choose to like if you choose to latch onto it now in your twenties, by the time you're 30, 40, you won't have to be dealing with those post sports injuries and stuff like that. Cause I did have bad I had bad jumpers knee at from like twenty two to twenty five. Like to where like it hurt to walk some days, and I had to like really, had to really do a lot as far as like stretching and strengthening like other parts of my body, just to make sure my knees wouldn't hurt. I had to relearn how to land from jumping. So like it's like I said, it's, it's a lot that goes into the aspect of jumping if you want to be a professional dunker, because you have to look at it as more than just dunking at that point. Right. Were you surprised how hard yoga was your first go at it? Like I was, I went to do a hot yoga. My friends like we're teaching a yoga class. Come through, uh, you boys can get in for free. And we're like, all right, we'll just do this yoga bullshit. We'll sweat out all the alcohol, and everyone in there, people are slipping and sliding. One dude had to give up and lay flat on the mat first time. It was, it's tricky. It's actually crazy because it was actually easy for me, just because I did. Because of doing high jump and all the weird mm. stretches and back bends yeah. and all the stuff that we had to do for high jump, just to like get our back to be flexible, like I just I went first time I did yoga, it just felt natural, and that's like from that point on, I just kept doing it. Like funny story, the first time I ever did yoga, it was right before my first uh, my first major dunk contest win for Aaron Gordon Dunk Fest in 2016. I was in California. Uh, and they were like, yo, we're going to do some hot yoga before the contest is going to get you. It's going to get you loose and good. And I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and I ended up winning. I jumped over Aaron Gordon and his mom in a car like the next day. And then I was like, yo, I'm doing yoga before everything. Like I was yoga out. Hell yeah. What's uh, your personal record for high jump? 7-2. 7-2 was what I ended Jeez. off on. I only did it for two years, but 7-2. So a Moses Brown, honestly. Just jumping over it. That's how many people. What's the most amount of people you've jumped over? To this day, 13. <laughs> what? A baker's dozen. Wow. 
That is wild, man. I did that in Sweden. Oh, they're shorter there. That doesn't count, honestly. <laughs> are they? No, I'm, kidding. I I'm joking. Don't I don't know the. I don't know, I don't know the are, average man. height of the Swedes. <laughs> we have a running joke so, where if there's a small, if there's like a shorter person around us, I always tell Toss that I could jump over them. But realistically, I haven't put it to the test. I don't even but, know if you can touch the backboard. To be I, could, I, I, I could probably get backboard. <laughs> That's insulting. So we for need, our we listeners, gotta it, we gotta set that up. Then we gotta set up a camera. We gotta set up a challenge where you gotta test the backboard. No, that's me. that's the thing. That's the thing is he just he wants to say that he can, but he never wants to actually try it. Listen, if I've learned anything from the one foot god today, fear is not an option, <laughs> and I'm abandoning all fear. <laughs> and you point that person out next time, and they're getting leapt over. No questions. Oh, asked. snap. Oh. Hey, y'all heard him right. It's it's challenge accepted. It's, over with. it's on record. Yeah. <laughs> it's on it's on airwaves. So for our fans that don't know, you do 2K animations. NBA 2K uses your body and your your animations and everything and puts it in their game. So what was it like to get that call? And uh, how did that come to fruition? Um, that came to fruition in 2016. A guy by the name of Zach Timmerman who's like uh, one of the marketing guys for 2K, uh, messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, love your dunks. Would you like to be in the NBA game 2K? I was like, is this real? This is a scam, <laughs> right? Like on a Facebook message about being in 2K, this got that. I was like, it has to be a scam. Yeah, he sent me his email and then they sent me like the contract and everything and it was real. Did 2K and I was like, put in the, the tight, skinny motion capture suit. You got all the little ball, like the motion capture balls on you. It's a bunch of stuff. But it was fun though. 2K is fun. Um, Did they tell you to like chill because like you were dunking too hard or like throwing down things that none of the other guys could do at any point? <laughs> so what they what was crazy about it is like they had like the way the setup is. You'll go in there and you'll have timestamps for when you're dunk. So don't be like, all right, right now for the next five minutes, we'll just focus on Kobe Bryant one foot dunks and you do all Kobe dunks or you do all Clyde Drexler or LeBron or, or whatever the case may be, whoever the one foot dunks you're going to do. And then they'll have a freestyle portion. And that's how you get all the my park dunks and stuff like that. They'll have a portion where you'd be like, yo, go do all your crazy dunks. Like go do your behind the backs and all that stuff. And that's just how that went. But now, like, uh, in the upcoming 2K, I'm proud to announce I will have my own dunk package with my name on it that you can download and purchase Let's go. in the upcoming 2K. So that's, yeah, I was gonna, that's amazing. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask if there was you know, how much creativity that they give you. Like, they give you full creative control for those dunks, right? They're not telling you what to do, huh? No, they're not telling us what to do. It's just, uh, for me, I just wanted to show, like, sort of up-and-coming guys in the dunk game and everybody else, like, yeah. We should, one, we should like know our worth. And when it comes to these companies using our names and stuff like that, I feel like we should we should get the credit we deserve because For sure. like my, my dunks have been some of the top dunks in my park since 2016. And 2K never even sent me like a, a game. Like they were supposed to send me a game and never did any of that. So it was just like, it was a lot going on with that. And then now like we're back on good terms as, as far as everything goes. They got they uh, moved offices and got some more like different management and stuff like that. But it's just little stuff like that. I just try to spread the message, like know your worth, especially in this dunk game, because like people real try to be shysty and they try to treat us dunkers like we're not humans. Like we can just wake up and just jump, no stretch, just just get up right. and jump anywhere at any time. Yeah, and I mean I don't think a lot of people realize like you were on um, was it it's 
dunk dunking right on on tnt yeah, dunking. and that the one of the dunks that you threw down was the dunk that aaron gordon used in his contest the the under the legs that everyone mm-hmm. was like i mean it's an unbelievable dunk but you you threw that down what was like 2014 before he did so a lot of these dunks they're coming from guys like you and, and your peers in the dunk community that these pros are then showing and showcasing on this this big platform at all-star weekend so what people, a lot of people don't know is we we know this. Like Aaron Gordon, when he did that dunk, my boy from Canada, Justin Dollarton, is the one who invented that dunk. We knew he was going to do it before everybody else knew he was going to do it. When Zach Levine did the Space Jam dunk in the with the with the behind the back between the legs, all that stuff, that contest, we was there. Like we we had our contest the day before, and then we went to watch them the next day. Like. Um, I've helped train like three dunkers before for the NBA dunk contest. And then my guy Chuck from Team Flight Brothers, he he's helped the last five dunk champions. So wow. he helped Derek Jones Jr. win. He helped um he helped uh Anthony Simons win. He helped Glenn Robinson the third. He helped a couple more people. He helped a couple people Diallo. win in the past like years. So yeah, he helped Diallo win. So yeah, he's been like so. It's like it's like they see our dunks. Like three of my, two of my dunks was done in the NBA dunk contest this year by um Obi Toppin and Kasey Stanley. Like his first dunk was a dunk I'm famous for. Both of them, their first dunks were dunks I'm famous for. So it's like of course, like we just that's why most people when they see our dunks, they be like, this is what should be in the NBA dunk contest. We want to see these guys and not the NBA guys, and it's not. It's no disrespect to the NBA guys because if they really practice dunks, they could do anything we do. They have four or five inches on us with the same vert that we have. So, of course, they could do anything they wanted to do, but it's like that's not what they practice. Yeah, they're not so focusing like, they on They might that, as well yeah. bring us into the into that realm if they want to, like, make the dunk contest exciting. I told them we should have a dunker that matches up with, like, the professional dunker style. So it's like me and Zach Levine on a team – and then you got Zion and another two foot guy on the team, and yeah. then we go head to head. Like I feel like that would be something that could get the like crowd back into it and everything. Because the dunk contest is dying, not because it's not new dunks to do. It's just because the people judging and everything they don't know what's going on. They don't know what new dunks that can be done. They think everything's been done already. And then, but these same guys saying this on TV are the same guys commenting on our videos on Instagram. So they know that it's more to be done. It's just, it's, just, it's just weird how the NBA is like trying to ignore the people's request for the change of the dunk contest. If they brought y'all in, I feel like more guys like the bigger names would be down to do it even. Like that kind of partnership or it's like you guys versus them and they kind of have to stand up for the NBA in a sense and hold their ground. Yeah. That's why I feel like when it was back in the day when Michael Jordan and Dominique was going at it and you had like the high level guys, like the big name all-stars going yeah. at it, it's more of a pride thing on the line. When you got the young guys on the line, they out there hungry, but they also out there nervous. Cause not only have they not even been in this spotlight on their own team in a game situation, now all the spotlight is on them in this dunk out contest atmosphere and they don't know what to do and they don't know how to get the crowd into it. They don't know how to, have the entertainment side of it, had a swagger with it. So it just like, like this dunk contest this year was weak. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. brutal. And you know what though? First of all, that, oh, first, that first Stanley dunk, they gave him like a 45, I think. And that was kind of, that was kind of disrespectful, but Stanley has you know not even played. I've been cheated on that dunk. 
I've gotten thirties for that first try over somebody. Jesus, damn! I've gotten crazy scores for that dunk before. I've been doing that you know, dunk since two thousand and fifteen. You know what kind of sucks is that I think, like back in the day, like you mentioned, like Wilkins and and Michael Jordan, you know, were doing the dunk contest. Now it's like if you're a certain superstar, like you're, it's almost beyond you. It's like ah, like I'm too good for that. And like, like I, I wish that they would come back to the to spotlight. Like it only if Russ were to throw down dunks, it takes one guy. That, I think like if Zion can be that guy, like let's make it happen. You know, I feel like I feel like after the a lot of people didn't want to do it after the Aaron Gordon situations. Like a lot of NBA guys talked about that how they feel like Aaron Gordon got cheated twice, and they were like, "Yo, I'm not like John Morant was going to do the dunk contest. He didn't want to do it no more after that." Cause it's like the judges that they, they have don't know dunks. They they just like they know basketball, but it's not just basic windmills and regular three sixties anymore. Like you have to know dunks. Like the fact that you see he's jumped off. Like that dunk is difficult. You go between the same leg you jump off of. You have to do a scissor kick between the legs. Like that was his first dunk, and nobody understands that. So it's nobody. like it's gonna take a lot. It's gonna take a lot for like the dunk contest to change because. They just have to know it's a lot that's that that's can be done in this dunk world. And it's still a lot that can be done. It's people think there's no more dunks to be done. I got a hundred dunks that I've tried already that's never been done before, that I still got a lot of time to make and that's gonna blow the internet's mind. Yeah. I mean that's that's always been the case, right? You go back and you watch like Vince Carter two thousand dunk contest. It's a legendary dunk contest. But now majority of those dunks you guys are all doing them. Those are your warm up dunks, right? Like that's the easy yeah. stuff and look how much it's progressed since then. But I mean, I mean the honey dip was unbelievable, but AG, do you see he's wearing 50 now in Denver? What do you think of that? That is AG. So AG is my boy. So like, yeah. So like I said, I won my first major dunk contest. It was Aaron Gordon dunk fest. And right. like, he's been my boy ever since. So it was like, uh, it was hilarious to me going from like, when I see him go from double zero to 50, but I understand it because it's, like that's that's him now because he he did the documentary Mr. Fifty and all that so it's like right. I, I could understand it it's like it's a change it's like how Melo changed to double zero like or whatever like every, sometimes you do need that change like Brian going to number six in um, Miami sometimes you need that change yeah you gotta switch up. you gotta own it too like it's part of the brand honestly yeah. and you know what we've seen it, with, exactly we've seen with individuals and players like being kind of more than the team and like kind of working on their own self for after like, look, everything he could now do with Mr. 50, like kind of like Mr. 3000 RIP Bernie. He's going to be like when I first uh, got second place on dunk King, I had put a picture of me and him together and I said, second place legends because forever we're going to be solidified and people feel like we got cheated or whatever the case may be. Like it's still part of our resume. It's still part of our legacy. So mm -hmm. it's still like, I'm still using it. I don't care. Like, I'm still going to use it to my advantage. Yeah, absolutely. What's the dunk community like? Are you guys all wicked tight with each other? Uh, Not everybody, but it's pretty much, like, tight knit. Like, it's pretty much everybody knows everybody. Uh, You communicate with people. Like, certain people, like, you have more of a closer friendship, too. Just, like, being in the league. Like, it's some people you know. You'll see them at the game, and you'll be like, what's up? We'll see them at an event, and you'll be like, what's up? And some other people you're a little closer to. But it's pretty much like it is a big, like, little circle of a dunk community that everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me from the outside looking like the skating community almost. 
yeah. sense. Skating, YouTube, it's all the same thing. We're all just little communities of people coming together to create dope stuff. <laughs> Podcast community. Uh, is this is dunking for you closer to a sport or closer to an art? Art. Art all the way. Like, bas- basketball as a whole is art to me. Like, first time I ever saw one of my dunks in slow motion... Like it, I was like, yo, that looks like ballet. Like the way, like just how mesmerizing. Like the jumping from the free throw line and just the way my feet kicked up and just from that moment, I looked like I'm an artist. I, I draw too, so everything. I just looked at everything as a, an extension of my art when it came to dunking, and that's why I kind of like. I take every factor into dunk. It's not about just getting hype for me or not just doing a trick dunk. It's about like the style. It's everything, the style, how I dress when I do the dunks, like how my legs clear, how I finish the dunk, how I land after the dunk, how hard. Like all, I take everything into account when I do my stuff because I wanted to, like, I want my dunk to overall look better than anybody's. Like even if we all do a basic one hand dunk, I want my one hand dunk to look better than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. It's a visual. Just thing. out of curiosity, how tall are you? About six three with shoes, six two and some change without. Nice. And you're vertical. Uh, standing just straight, standing on the ground. Vert is forty one, and my max vert is fifty two. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I say the same that thing. By absurd. the way, I go. I'm five ten, but I'm wearing cowboy boots. I'm five eleven and a half. That's how I, that's how I rock it. You get the shoes count. Well, I'm mostly when I'm out and about. I'm mostly yeah. in shoes. I dunk. I'm gonna dunk in my shoes. So for the most part, I'm gonna be when somebody sees me in the dunk world. I'm gonna be like six three. Sometimes six four, depending on the shoes. Like if I got on bronze, I might be six four. <laughs> if I'm at the bar, I'm not barefoot. Is my point. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I'm wearing the boots. You know. So if she asked me like, "Hey, how tall are you?" Right. Well, right now I'm five eleven and a half. I'm almost six foot. We could even round up to there. It adds the heels. Uh, six foot <laughs> whatever man <laughs> whatever whatever gets it done it's not the, like anyone's pulling out a ruler and measuring anyway exactly so it, you know what matter? i'm saying a couple <laughs> whiskey sours deep no one knows <laughs> when when you were going okay i'm gonna do duncan for a living were there people that doubted you and said that's crazy because for us as like podcasters like actors we go okay we're gonna do this full time and we're gonna try to make a living off this thing People were like, that's insane. They didn't really even understand like what podcasting was when we first started. We started a couple years ago. And obviously now it's changed. This is what we do full time. But there were a lot of people that were like, this is, no, I don't get this. It doesn't make sense to me. Same thing with the Duncan. How do you tell, like my mother is, a, my mother was a teacher. She taught for 30 years. So I'm in the middle of college and just sophomore year out of nowhere. Hey, I want to take a year off and be a professional dunker. What the frank is that? What is a perfect like? What? What do you mean you want to? What does that mean? Like everybody knew knows what a dunk is, but they're like, yo, how do you do? Like, are like everybody knows what I'm talking about? Like, yo, you gonna go do trampoline dunk? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean you're gonna go be a professional dunker? So it was a lot of doubt. It was a lot of just people like, yo, you're you tripping? You should try to go to school. You should try to go overseas. You try to do this and. I've seen where Duncan was about to go because I was like me being 27, I caught like I caught all of social media. Like I caught when MySpace first happened. I caught when AOL was out. Like when we were still doing that. Like I caught all these things. I caught Club Vine. Penguin, yeah. And Vine, when Vine first happened, I was like, hey, 
people are start are about to start making a living off of this, like off of Vine and YouTube and stuff. And when I seen it, and then Instagram got videos. That's when I started like really posting dunks. When Instagram first got videos, like that's when I really started posting dunks. Yeah, and it literally took my career off. Like I, I was blessed to catch that first wave of the like whenever you could only post fifteen second videos on Instagram. Like I caught that first wave, and I never looked back because I seen the potential that 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 the internet had. Like whether whether I was doing basketball dunks or whatever, I just knew like yeah, it's going to be on social media. Like, I had, I was Vine famous before anything. Like, I I think I had, like, 50,000 or something on Vine, and I had one YouTube, one of my old dance YouTubes, had, like, 10K subscribers at the time, like, back in high school, and then they ended up taking that from me. But I just knew, like, back then, like, yeah, this is the way to go. Like, this is going to be it. Well, and it's, I mean, we were talking about, like, the dunk contest, and I, I love your idea of, like, pairing a professional dunker with an NBA player because there's so many fans of the NBA and the sport of basketball that are young, that are on social media. Like put those two things together. I mean, we talk about it all the time. We're like, get, let's get you guys in the dunk contest with them. Let's get lethal shooter in the three point contest. Like these are things that we ask each other. Like when we're on the couch, like, do you think that like the lethal shooter could outshoot Clay Thompson in a three point? And I have no idea, but like, I want to see it, right? And that, and that's what the real, like the new fans, the new wave of fans who are going to talk about stuff on social media. I mean, you look how TikTok's popping off too, right? Like you got to be there and you got to market there. And like that all will come together if you bring in these professionals who are so good at, at one style of the craft, like you are dunking into that conversation. Yeah, the big question we always ask, honestly, is if Jared Dudley's in the NBA, can Lethal Shooter be on a roster? If that guy is in the, can he? Can, all he has to do is stay. I mean, with. honestly, it's so much. It's so many factors that go into it. It's like it's so much like politics. Like it's so many guys. Like I feel like like when Udonis Haslam was still taking a roster spot on the Heat, I was like, yo, it's so many other guys that deserve or could use that spot, but it's just yeah, it's just how the league is, and it's also like some people. Like not every basketball player is supposed to make the NBA. Like I'm, it's just it's just realistic. Like not every basketball player is supposed to make the NBA because there's other routes they're supposed to take to inspire people. Like they well, they'll have more they'll have more of a they have more of a following if they do it this way than do it this way. Like lethal shooter, if he was just on an NBA roster, nobody would really respect him as much as they do now because he might have been he might be that bench guy at the end like that nobody really knows he come in get a couple threes every game but nobody's really checking for him like that but because he took the path he did he can train rappers he can train NBA players he can do all this stuff from sh- from just shooting same way I feel about dunking like I could have trained like once I was locked in on dunking I was training to go overseas when I was nine when I 18 19 and then when I fully locked in on Duncan, it opened up all these doors for me to get all the other stuff I love to do off the hoop more. Like right now I'm hooping a lot more, doing part takeovers with ball is life and stuff like that. So I can actually showcase my hoop skills. And now I'm getting booked for more stuff. So I can show my personality and show like I can do this art and be creative and stuff like that. So it like some people's path was supposed to go the way it was away from the NBA. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Or go, go overseas and make an impact there. Right. Like, cause you, yeah. you can end up being the guy there and you might not ever scratch. You might not ever scratch the court if you're on an NBA roster. Maybe you're 
you know, back and forth from the G League to the NBA roster. You keep moving around teams, or you could go play for a team like Real Madrid or something like that and really make a significant impact. Still go for a championship. Marbury. Have a, have a great, yeah, Marbury. You look at a guy like King of China. Jimmer Fredette, too. Like both those guys, you know, late. I mean, Build legacies in yeah. China. Yeah. Like, no, it's a great Jimmer point. was dropping 60 a game. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Can't even Talk about a lethal it. shooter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we Andrew Bogut, we just had him on, and he had a similar sentiment to you. We asked him, hey, like, knowing what you know now, you're from Australia. What if you just stayed in Australia rather than go play college basketball at Utah with all the way the development is, with, you know, the social media, you could see everybody. He goes, honestly, no, because I probably still – I probably would not have been the first overall pick. It, it would, still wouldn't have worked out the way it had for me. So it would have been more enticing, but – probably know because that was the path I had to take to get to where I am. Yeah. You're, you're sipping a, a Chick-fil-A cup. You got to tell us what you ordered at Chick-fil-A, by the way. All right. My Chick-fil-A order is the number one. No pickles. Add American cheese and bacon. You take your chicken sandwich out. You put it in the bag. You put your bun to the side. You take Chick-fil-A sauce and barbecue sauce. Pour it in the bag. You shake that up. Lay the sandwich back over there. Now you have a glazed chicken sandwich. Get you an Arnold Palmer sweet tea and lemonade, light ice, because you know that's how to stack the yeah. ice right here. Large fry, light salt right there. That's my order with a small cookies and cream milkshake. Professional <laughs> Dunker, professional Chick-fil-A order. It's the Chad Ocho Cinco diet. The have you seen him, dude? Every time on his podcast, these athletes come on, he tries to convert them. They're like, oh yeah, we eat healthy. I'm vegan. He goes, no, 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 come with me. We'll eat McDonald's every day, McMuffins and Big Macs. Some guys, it just works. I've never, I've never heard the put. The- some, exactly, some guys it works. Like for me, like I can go eat a four for four from Wendy's and then go do the greatest dunks you've ever seen in your life, and it just works for me. Like my, it's, my metabolism's like that. It just works. I can't believe you, you. You've revolution. That's a revolutionary move. Putting it in the bag and shaking it up with the. I'm sauce. doing it. I've literally I'm never. 100. I've do never that. heard. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the light ice, obviously, because they they stack it up on the. I used to work at Chick Fil A, so I've heard a lot, and I've heard the the light salt, you know, or the extra salt or the extra crispy on the fries, almost you know, almost so they're burnt. I I've heard it all, but I've never heard the using the bag, and shaking the sauce in there. That's that's a another game trick that you should use when you get your, if you get Chick Fil A breakfast. Tell them use the same honey butter that they use on the Chick-fil-A minis on your regular biscuit. They don't do that because, you know, the little minis have that little glaze right. to them. See, you can add that on your regular biscuit. Nobody even knows you can do that. And we're, we're all Texas guys. So we we go to Whataburger and we get the honey butter chicken biscuit. I don't know if you've ever had that before, but Chick-fil-A's version of it, their chicken's a little bit better. I have to say, so you add oh, the honey. Is, for you sure. add the honey from the so chicken minis. Another, I got what a burger hacks too. When you get the chicken finger sandwich, extra extra crispy tenders. Tell them lightly melt my cheese, so when the tenders come out, it can melt as I eat it. <laughs> melt. <laughs> I take that sandwich. I ditch the barbecue sauce and I add the honey butter. It's like an extra. It's like a you, larger biscuit. I, that's how I you know do. I I can I can put my faith in the Chick Fil A workers, but I'm not sure if I can put my faith in the Whataburger workers to get that correct. Bro, yes, it depends. Can. When you walk in, it depends on who, how they how they say welcome to Whataburger. Right. If you can if you can trust them or not. I mean, you, you right. If you if they're working the late shift, like it's a that's a tough job to work at 2 a.m. Like you gotta you gotta know your audience. Yeah, you gotta know your audience. Right. 
I can't. No, I can trust Chick Fil A employees with my life. <laughs> Nick needs. I mean, brain look surgery. At Don't get the doctor. Bring in the cashier from Chick. fil My pleasure. And they they say my pleasure. I'll take care. My of pleasure. My after pleasure. Everything just saved your life. My pleasure. My. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. All right, we always ask every guest that we have on the show, Jordan, the same question uh, to close out the interview. And then we'll, we'll get some, into some quick hitters at the end here. But what is your favorite sports memory? You playing, watching, anything? Um, one of my favorite sports memories comes from playing Little League Baseball. <laughs> they got me playing. They got me playing pitcher. In the championship game, I throw. It's the last pitch. Like it's, if he gets, if he hit it, we lose. If I strike him out, we win. Hit, I hit him with a slider. That thing's. Oh my god! It hit the ground so bad, but he still swung, popped it up. It come. I'm on the mound. Like all oh, is coming straight to me. One of my teammates. He's like he's just not in it. So he's just running. He. Crashes into me. I fall, still catch the ball. We win the championship. Only baseball championship ever won. I retired after that. I was done. <laughs> I wish I still kept playing baseball, but after that, I was done. That was the most stressful thing I've ever gone through in my life. But that was like one of my favorite memories. Like we were all riding in the truck celebrating the championship. Oh, like, so fun. Like, I felt like I won the World Series. Like I was like so hyped. The pitch literally bounced off the ground and he hit it. Literally. It bounced off the ground, and when it came up, he hit it. That's a, hey. and I was keep like, your eye on the ball. Right? I mean, sweet. Yeah. yeah, I was like Throw, that's a throwing ball. dunks right down, here. throwing dunks down at thirteen, throwing sliders in little league. That it, little league. Sometimes I remember. I remember I was in one little league championship, and it is just so. It was like bottom of the ninth. We're down one. And like I was up and I was up second and like I hit a laser, but it lined out the second and you just feel so defeated. There's just so much pressure on the pressure on the line because you probably never get there again, honestly. Listen, listen, baseball, that was that was too much pressure. To be at bat, I'd rather be at the free throw line than to be at bat. Like I, I can control the free throw. I like controlling being like how to like the other pitcher and just all the factors that go into it. Eh. It was sweat. It was sweating my eye on the mound. Like it was just, it was stressful. Yeah, Some of these think about it in the pros when these guys throw a hundred miles an hour. Uh, yo, I, I watch the little the little league series all the time, and I'm just like, yo, you kids are stressed out. Like you're you're 13 going <laughs> through it. Like you got to throw a hundred mile power pitch tonight on ESPN, and then go then go do some paperwork. Like you got to do you got to go do your homework after this. Like no, <laughs> they they lift their hat up. You can see some of the gray hairs. I mean, you think about all the different things that's like in the thought processing, right? It's this guy could he could throw a pitch, I could whiff, he could hit me with the pitch. I got to look at the third base coach. He's, he's telling me something to do too. Maybe he's telling me to bunt or swing. I've got my, yeah, guy. some kid's dad is over there. Like, <laughs> like this dude, I've he's got stressed out too, because after this game, he's got to go do dads. Yeah. yeah. Got to go do his friend's taxes because you know, he's an auditor. It's just the pitcher winds up. I see my boy running from first to second. He's trying to steal. That's distracting me. The shortstop's like giving me the middle finger, like all this shit's going down. And, I don't, and then I'm supposed to see the ball and hit it. It's, it's too much. It's too much. Mad respect to, to all those kids who who crush it at the Little League World Series. Pretty cool. Little League just used to that used to give me anxiety. <laughs> we got some uh, we got some quick hitters for you to end the show. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna call it a five on five. So uh, we'll just give you some five questions and and we'll we'll go through these pretty quickly. So question number one: 
What is your favorite dunk? Right now, it's got to be my, for me personally, my scoop. Like, I just like like that Dr. J type extension, but I dunk it. Instead of just doing like he did the layup, I do a dunk with it. So that's probably my favorite right now that I do, like my scoop. Right yeah. hand right, coming from right to left? Yeah. yeah, right hand on the starting on the right side of the backboard, finishing on the left side. Yeah, nice. Which, uh, which dunkers were you most inspired by growing up? Uh, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, Sean Kim, uh, Dr. J, and Dominique for the most part. And then, like, like Zach Levine, of course, like in the professional dunkers, like, as I got older. Yeah. Is there anyone that, like, you think gets slept on who's actually an unbelievable dunker that's out there? Maybe who doesn't get a lot of minutes or anything like that that no one's talking about? Uh, in the NBA or just in general? Just in both, both in the NBA and in general. Um, in the NBA, it's a lot of guys with like some sneaky bouts. Like they people forget Damian Lillard was in the dunk contest before. Like people forget how bouncy Paul George used to be. Like oh, the three sixty in of Indiana. People, it's a it's a lot of people slept on in the, in the NBA, and it's a lot of people slept on in the dunk world because we have a lot of dunkers that's overseas that. Uh, some of the American fans just don't know they're over there right. grinding and that they exist. So it's too many to name. But, yeah, it's de definitely a lot. Nice. Question number three, all right? You're in, the slam dunk, you're in the slam dunk contest that we talked about where they pair you up with someone, right? One, who you paired up with, and who are the other two NBA players you guys are going against? If it's my choice, I'm pairing up with Zach or, or Aaron because I know they can do anything. Um... I would I would want to go against Zion. I would want I want to go against Zion and John Morant. Like I want to go against the, like they like the young yeah. up and coming bouncy guys. Young. I want to go against them. And who are they paired up with? I would pair from the dunk game. I would pair Zion with my guy Isaiah Rivera out of Florida. Yeah, and I would pair Ja with my guy uh, T Flying High out of Texas. Can't nice, go wrong there. Is there anyone in the NBA? Is there anyone in the NBA that you you think throws down better than you? No. That's no. right. That's I mean, right they don't practice enough, right? That's the right answer. No, it's not, not even like they practice enough. But even if they did practice, I just feel like they, this is what I do. Like I'll never go right to Steph Curry and be like, "Yo, I should, I I'll shoot better than you." Like, like I right. like lethal shooter. He's a great shooter but he'll never go to Steph Curry and be like yo I'm a better shooter than you like yeah. it just it's like this is what it is yeah favorite dunker to emulate for 2k They're like hey go do this person who's your favorite to do Russell because I got like I did like the extras too so I was doing like oh, the, ah, the <laughs> and, the, and the kicks and everything so yeah definitely Russell because I like I got to really be animated when I did Russell yeah That's awesome. That's I feel awesome. like you I've seen you dunk a lot I, I feel like you like that the one-handed off the left foot tomahawk and he likes that one too That's a favorite of his obviously he gets that cock back so yeah it's nice yeah um <laughs> who who is the the worst Hooper, but best dunker. So, like, out of your out of the dunk community, who's the worst hooper out of all of y'all? Who's just got like just unreal athleticism, but like he can't hoop. Uh, 
can't answer that ah. question. You don't have to answer it. You know, you, who's the best? Is, who's the best this, Uber? This is, you can answer is, that. This one. is a debate. This is something that has caused some issues in the dunk world of who can hoop and who can't. Who's the best? Who's the, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it quiet. It's one of the best dunkers ever. He just can't hoop. I'll just say that he's one of the best dunkers that ever did it. He just he's not he's not good at all. Who who can? Who's who? Do you think like you guys are running like one on ones, hooping? Who who's your pick to? I mean, outside of yourself, obviously, um, to win. It's a couple guys. I mean, uh, my my brother Ib Court, he's a good hooper. Oliver Twist is a good hooper and uh, and dunker. Um, Chris Staples can shoot. Um, it's uh, Anthony Hamilton who actually is a track star for Clemson. Uh, he can hoop. He can hoop too. It's like a lot of people can hoop. You just wouldn't like we we can dunk because we were hoopers. A lot of us were hoopers first. Right. Some guys just really just trained and worked on bounce, and they just worked on dunking. So those are some of the guys who really aren't the hoopers. But it's, uh, most of us that came from hooping, and then you just went into the dunk world. Yeah, I feel you. And then last one here. If you, is there one song that you always put on if you're just dunking by yourself that gets you in the zone more than anything else? Um, my playlist changes a lot. Like it'd be some days I'll go in there playing like like uh, MGMT and Gorillas and stuff and Tame Impala and like yeah. in there like chilling playing that. Or it'd be some days like I'm playing like course like Little Baby and Future and stuff like that to get me hyped. So it really, it really just depends on my mood for the day. But, like, for the most part, I just put my playlist on shuffle and just go. Like, there's no one song that gets me amped to dunk. I just put my playlist on, like, however, like, the music makes me feel. Like, I just do, like, I do that. Like, if the music is aggressive, I'll probably just be doing, like, a lot of one-handers. Yeah. Powerful dunks. But, like, if it's more relaxed, like, I just try to, like, do some new stuff and just, just have fun with it. Can I make a request? Yo. I would love to see you. I would love to see you throw... Uh, an IG video out there with some gorillas. Some gorillas. Yeah. That'd be great. Like if, if you had like uh Clint Eastwood or something or uh or like Dirty Harry or like any of those songs as you're I'll like probably use, I'll probably use let me see my favorite Feel good ink. I'll probably use Dare. I'll Dare probably be great. Dare because Dare's one of my favorite songs. Um Clint Eastwood could definitely get used. Keep it in your, keep it in the back of your it's mind. So man. It's I so think, much. I think I it'd be dope. The They're great, the dude. And MGMT, I will die on the hill that uh, Electric Feel is the greatest song ever produced. <laughs> I will die on that hill. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right, One Foot God, Jordan Sutherland, you the man. Thank you for joining us, brother. We love no. having you. Awesome show. Really cool guy. We had a blast with him. It's. It was an easy one. Not that they're not all easy, but this one was easier than most. It's so. safe to say that Jordan Sutherland could jump over you. Yeah, 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 totally. I would bet my life. I would actually bet my life on it. Nice. Not even. I don't even think I would question betting my life on it. I would let him jump over me. He's left over. What do you say? Eight, eight people. I thought it was thirteen. Was it thirteen? Yeah. It was a lot of people. It was a boatload of people. Baker's dozen. It was. It was, thir- it was thirteen. Baker's dozen. Yeah. Yeah, Baker doesn't. Um, but yeah, great show. Loved having him on. Hopefully, have him back down in the future. We got one more sponsor. But I, before we get into that one, I want to say I thought you did the other sponsor. I looked away for a second. I thought you did the Sunday scary thing off the dome. I just thought you had, I thought you had it memorized. I thought you were off book. 
You, what do you mean? I thought the you did. The, I won't, I thought you were reading like the actual call to action, like the ad read part off. Like I just didn't. I think you were like going off the dumb. Oh no, I I foregoed foregoed. I don't know if that's for forgade. I did not read the <laughs> lengthy um, story that I normally do. I like it's. I mix it up because there's three versions. Yeah. Um, which I love that they give us options at Sunday Scaries. Amazing. Sunday Scaries also gives you options of just a, a many different flavors of gummies: sour, non-sour. I mean, we, we already talked about that. It's the shit. We haven't been plugging it on the gram, which I'm gonna start Droplets. doing. Yeah, on Friday I'm gonna start doing that. We love Sunday Scaries, and the cool thing about Sundays, Sundays just in general. Yeah. Is for us, at least at eleven sixty four Hayworth, I don't think we've ever said our address on the show, but that's where we live. Yeah, uh, that's that's where we live. And the cool thing about our place is that it's owned by Itzakiron, <laughs> and Itzakiron recently installed some turf in our yeah. front in our front lawn. And myself and our other roommate George Saya uh, have been taking just partaking on the lawn because it's been nice in LA. The yeah. sun's been out. Um, and you know, one thing with the sun being out is that you need the proper eye care. Eye care. Yeah. You need sunglasses Mm. really. And I don't have any right now, but thankfully Kanan was there to, uh, to save the day. That's how you It is time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lens for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. And they're Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So you could throw them on the ground. You could run over them with. I don't know if you can run over them with a car. I, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't try that because that's they're let's impossible ride, to scratch. Let's ride on the hill they're, though, because no, one, no <laughs> one's gonna do that. We could die on that hill. Yeah. So use the exclusive code Canon Canon Cast fifteen at Canon.com to receive fifteen percent off on your first pair. That's Canon Cast fifteen K A E N O N C A S T one five Canon Cast fifteen Canon clearly better clearly better and you know what's really great the show margarita sundays as you call them i call them turf Sundays. no one calls them that i i'm somebody and i call them that right, um, gretchen wiener <laughs> quit trying to make turf sundays happen <laughs> fans out there drag both feet inbound swinging a full count rip that puck hit that pot hit your pks because they free and hit your free throws wide toss because they're free and if you're shooting outside on a sunny day Wear those cane sunglasses. <laughs> we out you. We love you. We sitting here. I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History final. Tie Gives it to Jenkins for the championship. He's going for the corner. He's got it. Bases loaded. Two out.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.